Episode number 40, Photon Podcast. We're going to laugh at ourselves with the noise blankers coming up. MTCRadio.com presents Photon, the other ham radio podcast. Found online at photonpodcast.com. Now, here's your host, Kale Nelson, K4CDN. So it's episode 40. I'm Kel, your host. I'm here every other week to bring you some education and entertainment regarding the amateur radio hobby. Now, you may be brand new into the hobby. You may be looking at the hobby. You might be like the gentleman who emailed me just the other day with a thank you note saying, Hey, Kel, thank you for re-energizing my interest, kindling my interest again in amateur radio. I've been a licensed tech for years I completely lost my interest, but your podcast has brought me back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's what we love to hear. That's why we do the program, or at least one of the big reasons we do the program, and we appreciate your notes. Speaking of getting notes in the email box, man, has my email box been on fire? Yes, it has, and it's all about everyone wanting to enter the giveaway that George just kind of slung on us there. Right in about two-thirds of the way through episode 39 when he said, hey, let's just give some stuff away. Let's let's give two kits away. Well, that was cool until yesterday when George said, hey, Kel, can you uh, send me three names? And I said, well, George, you said you wanted two. He said, no, never mind. Just send me six. And I'm not sure if that's the new common core math or how they count on the left coast or whatever. George wanted six names, and I've got them right here. Now, we've we've already contacted the winners, and winners, if you haven't gotten back with us yet, uh, we need to hear from you so we can get your stuff mailed to you from George and Sierra Radio Systems. All right, here's the call signs of the six winners from the Photime Podcast Turkey Giveaway from our friend George Zeropoulos and Sierra Radio Systems. Going to just give you the calls. Here we go. Congratulations to you all, by the way. Kilo 2 Alpha November Delta. Kilo Golf 6 November Fox Juliet. Alpha Kilo Zero Whiskey. November 1, India, Victor Yankee, Kilo, Charlie, Zero, Zulu, Romeo, Whiskey, and November 0, Romeo, Uniform, Golf. Congratulations, guys. Uh, Yeah, thank you, George. Uh, Two to three to six, that's an awesome, awesome thing. Uh, I really hope you guys will check out George's sites here, Radio Systems, and uh, maybe he's got something there that you're interested in. A lot of great kits there as well as repeater controllers and whatnot. So if you're in your club, you guys need a new repeater controller. We've talked about them here on the program before. And George also makes and supplies the Pac Tenna along with our buddy Nick. And uh, they, they, there's some great guys out there in the Baynet. Thank you so much. This portion of the Photon Podcast is brought to you by Kenwood USA and mtcradio.com. Yeah, if you're looking for a new HT, maybe a tri-bander, maybe you're just needing a uh, high-power single-band VHF handy talkie. How about the venerable TM281, which is my favorite mobile single-band radio, or the class showstopper TS590SG, all from Kenwood, all available right now from mtcradio.com. Call them. If you're looking for the best deal online or in the world, Richard will do everything in his power to get the Kenwood gear in your hands that you've been looking for. Remember, Kenwood USA and mtcradio.com. All right, guys. Yeah, we're we're back. I believe this is about number 40, and uh, we've got some very special guests with us. We've been trying to get this together for a while now. And through the magic of Twitter 
and uh, Skype and my cell phone is a hot spot over here. We're talking this time through with Andy Holmes, Kilo 5 Papa Oscar, and Kevin Thornton, who is Kilo 5 Kilo Victor Nancy, or November, if he would prefer. Anyway, we got these guys on here, and I just want to let them introduce themselves to you. And then if you didn't recognize their name or call, we're going to talk about why we've got them on the show here in just a couple of minutes. But whoever wants to go first, tell us a little bit about who you are. Uh, how you got in amateur radio and and what you enjoy doing in the hobby. All right. Well, hey, thanks for having us on. Uh, this is Kevin, K5KVN, and I guess I'll I'll get started with uh, my little my whole story about how I got into ham radio. My dad was uh, an electrical engineer, and he was always tinkering with stuff at home, and, and he had uh, antique radios around the house that he would fix up every once in a while. So it's kind of just in my blood to tinker around with electronics. Well, he had a shortwave receiver one time that um, that actually could pick up, now I say shortwave, it could pick up portions of the VHF band. And uh, one day I heard some guys talking about the weather, and they were using letters and numbers to identify themselves. So I asked my dad, I said, Dad, well, who are these guys that are referring to themselves all these letters? It doesn't make any sense. He goes, oh, those are ham radio operators, and they're storm spotting. They're talking about the storms. And I said, ooh, I want to do that. And so, so I, uh, I got a scanner, I bought a scanner and that's how I got into, to the hobby to begin with. And, um, just immediately latched onto the magic of radio. And, um, from my bedroom, I, I could pick up, uh, stations. I, I grew up in Little Rock and I could pick up radio stations from Jonesboro, Memphis, Jackson, Mississippi, and, and parts of Northeast Texas. And I just thought that was cool. And then with my scanner, I was hearing guys, you know, in police, police uh, transmissions from all over the place. And um, when I got into college, uh, connected with a guy who was also a scanner enthusiast, and he had his ham radio license. And I said, holy cow, yeah, I've been wanting to do that. So I got licensed in 1994. I was 18 years old. Uh, got hooked up with the University Ham Radio Club, which taught me a ton of stuff about the hobby. And um, got licensed as a, a, a no-code tech. And then about 10 years later, passed five words per minute, got my general. And about 10, uh, 10 years after that, I got extra. So, uh, so here I am. And uh, I, I just even to this day, the magic of radio and being able to hear signals from anywhere in the world just amazes me. And that's what keeps me interested in the hobby. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> you know, we talk a lot about the magic of radio and, and, and really past that, what is it? I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's just enamoring. So... Thank you. We, we appreciate you coming on, Kevin. And uh, let's hear from Andy. Andy, tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Andy Holmes, K5PO. And uh, you know, I guess I have a, a maybe a, a more traditional ham radio story than, than most want to admit. Um, but I, I didn't know any ham radio operators. I didn't know anyone in amateur radio. I didn't have a dad or an uncle or something like that that was in amateur radio. Didn't really know anything about it. Um, but I was I was a Jeep guy and still am. I've had uh, had many Jeeps from from uh, uh, Wranglers to Grand Cherokees and a couple different things in between. You know, in the, in the off-roading community, we oftentimes have CBs in our Jeeps, right? So uh, I had, I've always uh, had a CB in one of my Jeeps. I don't don't anymore, frankly. But uh, uh, back then, I had a CB in my Jeep, and I remember listening uh, to the CB one evening, uh, driving home from work actually, and. All of a sudden, there was just like a crackle and some squawks, and I was hearing, you know, weird. I did, you know, they don't use call signs; they use kind of handles or what have you. But uh, you know, weird, like you know, three, two, one from Chicago. You know, 
booming in or you know whatever stuff they they cb talk they like to say or whatever right and i'm like from chicago what you know because up to that point i heard just a a bunch of guys from uh from arkansas this kind of corner of the state where we where, where kevin and i live and uh, all of a sudden you know here's chicago here's the you know 442 michigan and you know i'm like what the heck is going on and uh, you know i tried to, to to reply to the guys and uh of course this is uh, you know just regular cb it was it was am and and uh, you know, no one, no one could copy me. I'm like, what's going on here? I'm like, I need more, I need more power, right? So obviously, <laughs> these guys must be running more power than me. So uh, um, I got to, onto the old uh, reliable interwebs uh, that evening, and uh, you know, I'm looking up, uh, you know, CB amplifiers and all the stuff that's uh, uh, I now know uh, would not uh, have been appropriate, right? <laughs> uh, but you know, I'm like, I got to find a way to, to talk to these guys all over the place. It's crazy, and uh, you know, in my uh, in my searches, I come across, you know, I'm, I want like power, right? I need to find a way to get to get power so I can t- make contact with these guys. That's just so fascinating. And I stumble upon amateur radio. I'm like, okay, oh, okay. Then I start looking. Look, look, okay, I realize that CB amplifiers and things are illegal. You know, I I, I find this amateur radio thing, and I'm like, okay, interesting, interesting. Oh, so I can just get a license. You know, it's pretty cheap to get a license. Um, but but I, you know, I'm doing a reading into it. When I kind of find something I'm interested in, I, I kind of dig into it and. I'll dig a hole a mile deep and kind of kind of go crazy with it. And definitely, amateur radio was was that sort of thing, and and, and really kind of has been uh, impressively for a few years now. Um, but uh, so I, I knew I had to get HF right because I knew VHF wasn't going to get what I wanted. Uh, so when I uh, studied, I took uh, I took my technicians and my general actually in the same sitting, missed uh, one question per test, and came out of there. Uh, I guess this was uh, uh, um, uh, winter two. Or let's see, this was January two thousand eight um, when I got my license and uh, came out of general. So I was uh, I knew HF was the place for me, and it's been uh, a, a, a lot of fun since. And I've met a lot of awesome people in the community. And I'm, uh, I guess I, you know, for me, it started with a CB. It may not be a, a popular story with the, the amateur radio community. They're like, oh, you know, we know CBs are below us or whatever. But hey, you know, I didn't know any hams. If it wasn't for uh, for CB, I wouldn't have found my way here. But I uh, went back a year later. Uh, took my extra and uh, and uh, been having a lot of fun since. Fantastic. Well, you know, whether they admit it or not, a lot of us, a lot of us got our start in CB. I did. I was six and I stole my dad's lawnmower battery to connect it to my uh, uh, an old Johnson Messenger 23 channel my grandfather had given me out of one of our deer hunting trucks. And that's kind of what sparked it for me. And, you know, like 30 years later, I finally got licensed. But it's been a lot of fun. And I appreciate you guys sharing that with me. Now, um, these guys aren't—they uh, aren't making products. They're not here to sell anything. So uh, it may be a little, still a little <laughs> curious to what we're doing here. Now, they may be trying to sell something, but uh, uh, really, uh, we're here for for what you guys are contributing to the ham radio community, the amateur community, and uh, that's that's um, that's two websites you guys have some dealings with that some of our listeners may have no clue what I'm talking about. So who wants to tell me about one of uh, one or two or both of your sites that you guys, uh, you guys fool around with? Well, Andy, you want me to start off? Sure. Go right ahead. I mean, yeah, Andy and I are, are, are the name of our club and I'm using air quotations right now. If you could see me on a webcam, our club, which, which we can't, yeah. yeah, you can't see me. Oh, dang. Okay. So I'll, I won't do the air quotes anymore. But uh, we're part of a group called the Noise Blankers Radio Group. Now, 
You notice we don't use the word club because we don't like to call ourselves a club because inherently in amateur radio, when you're a club, you have to stick to regulations and a constitution and you have bylaws. and We're going to meet once a week and talk yes. about nothing. and you have to meet. We must have a meeting. Well, we decided we didn't want to be a club, so we're going to be a group. We're the Noise Blankers Amateur Radio Club. We can't. We came up with the idea, I um, mean, Andy, Andy and I have talked about this before, uh, how just odd it was that we all came together. Um, we, there, there's four, four, I guess, four core members of the Noise Blankers radio group, and we, at the time, were using Facebook Messenger just to kind of chat about ham radio together. We had a little group chat going on, and um, we would banter back and forth, just making each other just cackle, just hee-haw laughing uh, with this chat group that was going on, and we decided, man, we ought to... We ought to just do this more often. Let's 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 make a group. Let's become something. Let's do something. And we had all been members of of other clubs in uh, in the area before, and had you know good times. And and but we just wanted to do our own thing because we had all found that we were all like minded. The four of us just really got along well. So we formed this group uh, basically via a Facebook Messenger chat room, and uh, decided we were going to uh, you know not hold regular meetings. We were going to enjoy the hobby. We were going to do it on our own time, but we were going to have fun whenever we did get together and do it. That was going to be the biggest thing. And on our website, you can see our mission, our mission statement, and it's basically um, you know, do radio stuff, have fun doing it, and then tell others just how much fun it is. That's our kind of group motto. Um, and we all have similar backgrounds, and that's kind of, I think, what brought us all together um, all of us, um, uh, well, except for one, uh, is a, a professional communicator. I have a radio and television background and now doing some corporate communications work. Andy is a corporate communicator. Uh, Gary, WB0RUR, is a corporate communicator. Nathan, K5KAC, he's in the banking industry. How'd that happen? How'd we get a bank? Yeah, well, I'm not sure how we let him in, but someone need to run the money. <laughs> since we have like $30 for the club, you know, we, we wanted to bring someone in to take care of that. Andy, I mean, uh, Nathan works at a bank, but he's not the treasurer. I am. This is, I'm just now realizing this. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, 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 our, before, our, before we go any further, we got to know what the site name is. How do we get there to go even go see your, your group that's not yeah. a club? Yeah, and so we, we keep a regular blog flowing on noiseblankers.com. And um, Andy, maybe you want to regale us with kind of how we came up with the term noise blankers. Uh, you know, I guess it was something along the line. So basically, you know, Kevin talked about how we don't really have a regular meeting. We just, you know, have a, a an ongoing chat. We started on Facebook Messenger, but uh, have since moved you know, primarily to iMessage. But uh, you know, in, we're kind of we're more, instead of a club, we're more like a radio support group, right? Mm -hmm. So we're kind of just uh, we talk through each other's troubles, whether it be it's radio or otherwise, and crack jokes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, we we air dirty laundry from the, you know the repeater, and we. We we trash talk each other's respective stations and you know whatever right you know it's uh, it, it's it is therapeutic it's it's nice but uh, I think the noise blankers obviously you know we wanted a club name that was a bit a bit odd and matched the the oddness that we feel sometimes we are and uh, I think it was kind of you know the there's so much noise in terms of like uh, in the amateur radio community there's there's so much uh, noise of you know big loud people with you know boisterous loud opinions and sometimes they're right and sometimes they're wrong but a lot of times they're just noisy and you know we wanted to kind of be the blankers of said noise and uh you know nullifiers of uh, of that sort of thing but also kind of you know 
uh, we started, you know, we cracked jokes and, and talked to each other, you know, on Twitter and, and, uh, um, you know, uh, I message or whatever. And we'd oftentimes kind of make, uh, you know, satirical jokes about our hobby because we're, we're, a you know, we love amateur radio. Uh, but if you're honest, you, you recognize that collectively as a group of folks, amateur radio operators, we can be kind of an odd bunch of, we can be kind of an odd bunch of people. <laughs> and so I, say the we, least. We, I mean, yeah. it's the truth. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Hey, hey, Andy, we ought to tell them too, just to, for a little Easter egg. If you go to our website, noiseblankers.com and click on about us, you can actually see a list of rejected club names. We actually have a list of what we what we started with and how we ended up with with noise blankers. So, wow. uh, one of them, I'll just give you one of them. One of them was the Kerchunkers. <laughs> I, I, I actually rather liked that one. What, I mean, what could bad. have been? Ah, uh, what yeah. could have been? Yeah. But who, who doesn't make an impact on your local repeater like that guy that goes kerchunking? You <laughs> know, yeah. once every five minutes, you're like, yeah, I think I heard you try to come in there. No, they're not. They're not trying to communicate. Yeah. They're yeah. just kerchunking. But imagine someone trying to go to kerchunkers.com. I don't think that would work. I don't know. You know, Noise Blankers wasn't even that great of a name either. No, it wasn't. Every time you type it into iPhone, it tries to collect it to Noise Blankets, yeah. which is somewhat confusing as well. And also, I don't have no idea what a Noise Blanket is. Hmm. I don't know. It's, it's autocorrect for you. But we, we keep a running blog there. And, um, you know, a, a lot of times our blog posts are ad hoc and random and they're based off of something funny that we just came up with in iMessage and it's or maybe someone had a just a strange observation about something that happened in the hobby recently and we'll crank out a quick blog post but um, a lot of what we do is is centered around um, you know satire and and laughing at ourselves and having a little bit of humility but also taking a really honest hard look at who we are and and being okay with that, you know, and and so we like Andy said, we we love the hobby. We're all active on the air. We're contesters. Um, you know, we get together and do the traditional field day stuff too. But we also each individually have you know niches within the hobby that we like, and and that's what that's what is so rich with with what we do on our blog and what we do on hamhijinks.com is that we all have some niches that we enjoy, and that brings out little idiosyncrasies that um, are sometimes just gold for stories on hamhijinks.com. Well, you know, yeah. I, I, looked at, I looked at your website earlier, the, uh, the Noise Blankers group that's not a club website, and uh, what struck me is you guys all have hair, lots of hair. <laughs> there's, there's just the low, even, I think it's Gary. His is white, but he still has it. Right. You know, that's and scary, I'm thinking, yeah. how, how did these young men with this, this Fabio-esque hair. How do they, you know, they're hams. We're supposed to be ball-headed, man. At least for me. Yeah, and, and I'm we, do, we do disappoint. Uh, we're not collectively maybe as overweight as we should be. And we probably do have more hair than we should have. And we do apologize. That's yeah. not the image we want to represent. Well, that, that's probably um, just and we're low testosterone. We're getting there, right? We're, we're working on getting there. So, yeah, you know, we, we probably have lower testosterone than the average ham. That's fair enough. You know, Gary, Gary has a little less hair than the rest of us, so he's, he's, he's trying. Yeah. Right? We're, we're trying. But we'll, we'll get there. You know, I, I, I eat a lot. I'm, I'm trying to do my part. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is I'm listening to you guys talk about your group that's not a club. I know that some people would be off put by what you just said. Oh, well, we didn't want to be traditional, this and that. But at the same time, inside those traditional clubs, you have gr core groups of members who – 
correspond with each other away from the air, who go to dinner with one another and their families go mm-hmm. on vacation and whatnot. So really, yeah. it, that happens inside the normal club, but uh, sometimes you it takes a while to break into those groups inside a normal club, or they might not let, let you in at all. But uh, I think it's really cool that you just took it upon yourself to say, hey, let's do something a little different. Uh, even though it's done all the time, it's done in a much different fashion, and, and it sounds like it'd be a lot of fun with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, and we weren't, uh, you know, we're not against clubs. You know, we, we locally we have another club uh, called Arcan that we partner with and are, are very f- uh, friendly with. They're more of a traditional club, and I think it's awesome. You know, I, it's, it's not about like, hey, you should be like us. You should do something different or have, a you know, your club your own way or whatever. Do whatever you like. You know, that's cool. That's definitely what amateur radio is about, you know. Whether it's the, you know, Kevin's book about the niches, like Kevin's more into you know, Kevin loves you know amateur radio, but he's also really an enthusiast in the scanning community. You know, Gary's kind of our our, our big time contester. You know, KEC kind of likes old time valve rib r- rigs. I'm kind of just a general technophile gearhead. So, you know, we all have interests, and in, clubs can be the same way. If a formal clubs the fit for you, that's awesome. You know, find find whatever way it works to enjoy amateur radio. For for us, it felt a little little different and. And, uh, you know, so we, we kind of just went our own way with it. But, yeah, no, nothing against it. Uh, just uh, do what works for you. Yeah. And I, I'm glad you brought that up, Annie, because I think, you know, all of us in, in the noise blanker said there's, there's four kind of core members of the, of the group. We, you know, we're all about encouraging individuals to reach out and do what they want to do with the hobby. Now, we're going to poke fun at you sometimes. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have a satirical look at what's going on. But that doesn't mean that we're trying to discourage anybody from anything because this hobby is so broad that you can find something that you really like and you can really dig deep into it. And that is a, that's what's so cool about this hobby. And, and that's what kind of just brought us together because we all were just like-minded. You know how sometimes you know, if, you, if you find a click at school or you find a click at work and you get with some like-minded people, you can do things that you'd never imagine you could do as a group. You could do things that you can't traditionally do in a traditional group because you have the buy-in, you have the energy. We organize, I kid you not, we organize... Uh, you know, many de expeditions to the islands on the lake in less than 24 hours. We just do it. We, we just set our mind to it and we just do it. Um, and that's the beauty of being nimble because we are, we're just, we're accommodating, we're accepting, and we, we're so like minded that we can turn on a dime. So, do, do you, before you go on these mini de expeditions, do you vote to wear the shirt or to leave the shirt at home? And who brings the, the mosquito repellent? Yeah, you're not allowed to wear shirts. Okay. No. I mean, for photos occasionally, but in general, no, we don't really do shirts. Is that pants, like an Arkansas thing, sometimes. Maybe? <laughs> you know, Ouch, I don't know easy. about you, but shirts easy. and pants—they're just not that cool. Yeah, yeah, I got you. So, okay, so I mean, shoes definitely no shoes. Yeah, I mean that's an Arkansas. We're not going to do gotta shoes. So you don't wear them out there, do you? You know, no, definitely not. You know, but we'll tell you, we do brush our teeth though. Okay, okay. I mean, on occasion. <laughs> you know, not like a lot. Keep your dentist busy. Your banker will be happy with that. That's right. Yeah, you got to moderate that too, you know. But uh, no shoes, no pants. So the 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 first time I ever I ever was introduced to you guys was uh, I I don't know if I was on Twitter. I had to be on Twitter. Uh, This this was early on in the podcast, and somehow uh, my Feedly feed, you guys came in probably on a keyword to my Feedly, and I was like, uh, 
local club kicks member out for being too excited at Golden Corral. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got to read this. And, 75% of our stories happen at Golden Corral. Yeah, well, I mean, 75% of amateur radio club members it, eat it, it's at Golden Corral. Yeah, so yeah, it, was, mm-hmm. it, it felt mm-hmm. very comfortable there. Um, so, all right, so I read this story and I was just, I mean, I was bent over just dying laughing. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the ham hijinks. Uh, it's a satirical site. Let's go ahead and get that so everybody doesn't, you know, it's like an onion or whatever you want to call it. It's hilarious. <laughs> Make sure you go to uh, hamhijinks.com. But tell us a little bit about that and how that came to be. And if you've got some of your favorites you want to share with us, go right ahead. So uh, this is Kevin. Yeah, Ham Hijinks uh, came about in the chat group, of course. And I, I, I mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, there all of us kind of have a communications and PR background. And a couple of us were on radio and TV and um, – what we started doing one one afternoon, it was just totally random. One afternoon, somebody came up with something odd that had happened in the hobby. I don't remember what it was, but um, someone, one of us, had had uh, written a headline. You know, uh, a hilarious, just the headline, just the headline. And you know, in a real time chat room, five seconds later, somebody's pinging in with a with a retort. And uh, we start. We spent what Andy a day or two just pinging back and forth with these hilarious fake news headlines and just laughing at how funny it was. Yeah, it was pretty easy at first, you know, because there, yeah. there's, you know, like we said, there's, there's a lot of things to poke fun at, uh, and, and a lot of it is frankly about ourselves. You know, it's uh, we're yeah. not really making fun of. I mean, sometimes sometimes we are making fun of other people, to be fair, but a lot of times we're making fun of just something we really relate with ourselves as well. Um, but yeah, we spent, uh, it was a couple of days just making onion, you know, it's kind of like onion style headlines, but in, right. in the, in the, in the vein of amateur radio or something like that. And, and one of us said, just one of us said, Hey, why don't we just make full stories out of this? We all know how to write a news story. Um, let's, let's, let's do it. And so, and so we did, and we started sending these stories to each other and, um, I started capturing them and, and decided, you know what, let's, let's do a website. And we threw out some ideas for the name of the website and somehow landed on Ham Hijinks. That's H-A-M-H-I-J-I-N-K-S dot com. And um, it's just kind of sprung from there. It's, you know, we aren't making any money on this. We just do it for fun. And um, it's, it's therapeutic for us. And hopefully it gives somebody a laugh out there. But what started literally is just us throwing out hilarious, outrageous headlines turned into a full fake news website uh, that uh, I honestly can say some people sometimes think is real. <laughs> that's, that's really the best times, frankly. Um, you know, when, when, when satire crosses over and someone maybe unsuspectedly reads it and assumes it's news, despite the fact that it says like ham hijinks in the URL, um, those really are some of the best moments. I remember uh, excuse me, a couple, couple of years ago, we had a uh, um, during the Super Bowl, actually. Uh oh, yep. Here it um, comes. Yeah, Here it this comes. was pretty good, actually. Yeah, it was during the Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl was down in uh, New Orleans, and uh, in the I guess it's the Superdome. And uh, if you recall, they had a, a loss of power for a few minutes there in, yep. in the Superdome during the Super Bowl. It was a, kind of a big deal, obviously, during such a major event. And uh, you know, immediately I'm thinking, you know, uh, of dumb reasons why that would have happened. And of course, like what pops in my mind is some guy trying to you know, activate like a special event station at the Super Bowl. And it, you know, his, his transmission or his transmitter, he causes some sort of RFI interference with some power module or something 
at the Superdome, and his and this amateur radio operator is, of course, why they lost power, right? Now, <laughs> I, mean, I remember is, this. this is, gee, okay, this is entirely fictitious, right? I mean, it's also kind of a dumb that that would even be the case. <laughs> but anyway, but, but it clearly, it, it, it struck a real chord with some people. And one of the great things about uh, these stories is occasionally they go viral and you reach a new audience. And occasionally that new audience has no idea what you're doing and has no idea it's satire. And we got a few emails from that one. Uh, I, I remember one of them, uh, I forget where the guy's from, but he called us a bunch of sickos or something, <laughs> you know, that were like, you know, were damaging. That's actual and, word. It yeah. was. He, he, said you, he said, you are a bunch sickos. of sickos. Yeah. Sickos. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're damaging, you know, amateur radio's. Uh, you know, perception in the community or something. I'm like, dude, we made that up. None of that, none of this even happened, of course. But we have some very, very serious hams out there. Yes, we do. That's some of the best moments. Absolutely. That one, I think that was the first one when we realized, hey, we are, we are really onto something here. If it makes people this upset, you know, it, it, it just, we were like, wow, this is, this is amazing. That was the first time that that happened to us. And since, I think since then. Andy, it's probably happened a couple of more times. The, the next one that comes to mind is when we did a story um, following the famous uh, restroom failure at the Dayton Hamvention. Yeah, that, so, was, uh, that, that one took off in the same way, too. And I, I think I actually had wrote that one uh, as well. I don't write that. Did. <laughs> Gary, Gary WB0RUR is really our most prolific writer. And uh, the website probably would be dead by now if it wasn't for him. Yeah. Um, writing. Of course, Kevin actually does all the, the website maintenance stuff, so he would definitely be dead if it wasn't for Kevin. But uh, I, I wrote a couple of them that, that were this. Yeah, that we after the uh, the famous uh, restroom failure at the Dayton Hamvention uh, a couple of years back. I think it was uh, 2011. Um, wrote a piece about uh, that as as a means of correct you know a correction of errors for that event. Um, the Dayton Hamvention organization was just simply going to ask amateur radio operators visiting the, the Hamvention to just not use the restroom at all and just hold hold their respective emergencies until they <laughs> left the uh, left the uh, facilities. Now and caused a real backlash. These stories are really entirely uh, uh, obviously fake in our opinion, but you know sometimes it uh, again it, it strikes a chord and yeah. someone reads it with some passion and they don't catch that. We actually had to add a kind of disclaimer thing to the bottom of that one. <laughs> got some emails from actually the Dayton organizers and stuff saying, guys, this is not true. People are freaking out about this. We know this is satire. I mean, they knew. They knew what we were doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, they were getting calls from other people like, where am I going to use the restroom? You know, I'm... Well, actually, you, you get... Actually... Go ahead. I actually got an email. Yeah, this is Kevin. I actually got an email from the from the director of, of Hambenchen who just, yeah, was very nice about it, but specifically asked. And of course, we were like, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. And so we put the disclaimer up there and that... That quelched it a little bit, um, uh, but the headline of that one was "Hams must hold it as Dayton says no to restrooms." <laughs> well, you know what happens is these things show up in people's Facebook feeds or whatever on Google Plus, and all they see is the headline, and they're they're the you know like TLDR too lazy didn't read people, and uh-huh. you know immediately get flushed. And those get, are our well, favorite. That was a bad pun, wasn't it? 
<laughs> immediately get flushed. Sorry, that kind of slipped. Yeah, uh, there's another one. Yeah. Uh, oh well. All right. So uh, hey, I want to talk about some more stories here in just a second, but we're going to break and we'll be right back. We've got Andy Holmes and Kevin Thornton. That's Kilo Five Papa Oscar and Kilo Five Kilo Victor Norway. Back in a few minutes here on the Photon Podcast. Main Trading Company in Paris, Texas, is still one of the small town stores. Give us a call. You'll get a real person on the phone. Richard, myself, Christine, Tammy, or Danielle. We're there to help you find the gear you're looking for. We carry brands like Icom, Kenwood, products from Roan Tower, Heil, LDG, Alenco, Jetstream, Radio Waves, MFJ. The list goes on and on. 903-737-0773. And on the web at mtcradio.com. As we head back to the show, uh, well, just a reminder. The Photon Podcast t-shirts are available, and I've got them on the Teespring site for as low as they will let me sell them. I can't discount them any further. So if you're looking for a tee, it's there, they're discounted, and I'm going to run the sale as long as I can to get them on your backs and on the street. This portion of the Photon Podcast is brought to you by ICOM America and MTCRadio.com. You got Kerry Handle Envy. All of your buddies are rocking the 7200. Maybe it's time for you to pick one up. And the best place to do that is mtcradio.com. Call Richard, Tammy, Christine, or Danielle. Let them connect you with the latest and greatest from ICOM at mtcradio.com. Yeah, I'm back with Andy Holmes and Kevin Thornton from the ham hijinks and noiseblankers.com. Two guys from Arkansas with no southern accents. I'm still trying to figure that out, but that's okay, guys. Welcome back. And, uh... (laughs) I think what happened was I didn't realize that we had professional broadcasters here on the Unprofessional Photon Podcast, and That's it, yeah. uh, that, I think that made the difference there. But we were talking about some of the stories as we broke uh, the the Hamvention story with the broken bathrooms, hilarious. Um, the the story about tell, I want you guys to just kind of go back over the the Golden Corral story. The reason being is I found out just a few days ago one of the guys that we've had on the pot on the podcast before, one of my good friends, Gerald, that actually happened to him at a real club in a state in the Northeast that I won't mention, but that very, it's like you wrote his story. I just found that Wait, out which, the other day. Which story? Cause we write about okay. golden corral. Okay. All the, the, time. the golden corral where the guys, <laughs> the guy's young and he comes in and he's got too much excitement, wants to do too much stuff. So they ask him to leave. Oh yeah. 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 I think I just told it, but you tell it better than me. Yeah. So that story, um, was <laughs> again, just, we just think of these things randomly about, uh, the story was about the guy, who um, joins the ham radio club, and he is so enthusiastic that he just really ticks off some of the older members of the club. The headline was, Overly Ambitious Ham Kicked from Club. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was about this 27-year-old newly licensed ham radio operator. He's got, got all these plans and ambitions, and, and people in the club are like, we don't want to do anything but just sit around and talk on the radio, and ends up getting kicked out of the club. So, yeah. It was, it was very it's well his- written. Oh, thank you. Tensions came to a head after everyone had their second helping of clam chowder. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got a and buddy. We try to, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, we, we try to be, sometimes with these stories, we try to think of like, what's the most outrageous thing somebody could say, you know? Um, and, and, and to us, as we're writing it, we're like, there's no, no one could ever think that this is real, right? But just as you were saying earlier, you know, if you just read the headline and you don't kind of dig into the story a little bit, it's happened. People think it's real, and all of a sudden this thing takes off. 
Yeah, those are our favorite people because if you if you see a headline you like it and you click share or retweet or something, <laughs> that just means our audience spreads and more people get to see our story. Yeah. So don't read it, just reshare it. That's fine. We're cool with that too. Yeah, just and another up. thing we we try to do is we do, we do try to be timely with some of the story ideas, and that's where a lot of the ideas come from. So an example is. Um, uh, when Brian Williams got in trouble for uh, kind of stretching the truth on some of his stories, mm, right? Yeah, it was all all over the news, right? That's it was the news of the day. It's what everybody was talking about, and so we have found that the more timely, topical, kind of top of mind uh, subject matters tend to carry more traffic on the website. So uh, we came up with an idea for a story uh, on the on our chat channel. And literally, I had I, I wrote that thing like within five minutes, and and, and it's it's amazing how fast we write these because people have sometimes asked us before, well, gosh, how do you write so much? How how long does it take you to do one of these stories? And and really, our answer is usually about two minutes, <laughs> <laughs> about two minutes. When you got real the, high effort, yeah. When you got the knack, you've got the knack. Uh huh. Uh huh. We did the story on Brian Williams, though, that um, we had kind of played it that he had um, claimed that he was a ham radio operator and that he had interviewed Hiram Maxim in 2009 (laughs) and that he that that he had ordered his Heath kit straight from the factory last Tuesday. Oh, my. Yeah, (laughs) that's Brian. All right. 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 And so that was one of those things where if we, you know, we can kind of play on a topical thing. We also, you know, people, people already have it top of mind, but we can also play on existing web traffic for people that are already searching for that topic. Mm-hmm. And they stumble across our website and, and maybe they learn a little bit about ham radio while they're here. <laughs> Nothing like a little SEO exposure. That's right. That's right. Fantastic. Well, tell me a little bit about, um, about just hanging out with you guys. I mean, you don't have regular meetings, but. I think almost every picture that I've seen of you is at a restaurant. So I guess you guys, you know, do <laughs> do eat a lot. Um, yeah, we definitely do get together, uh, you know, on occasion to uh, uh, when we do we do like each other. So we do we do hang out. Yeah. You know, so we'll get together on occasion, typically at uh, you know a fine uh, Mexican fair uh, establishment, and uh, have a couple of uh, margaritas and cervezas. And uh, usually, uh, there's almost no business content to our meeting we just have enchiladas and you know laugh at each other and usually take pictures you know you know kevin uh you know dabbles in uh, photography and i mess around with it a bit as well so we usually have someone behind the camera trying to grab some pictures so we we're tend to le- tend to be more uh, just eating and modeling than actually uh, doing any sort of ham business so you're mm-hmm. you're you're a lot like modern teenagers you, communi- <laughs> you you communicate through your cell phones almost all the time with each other. Yep. Yeah. And you take pictures of yourself eating. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. We just, yeah, that's all true. We and we have hair. Sense. And you've got hair. So there you go. They're teenagers, we, uh, guys. It, They're really teenagers. The first teenagers yeah, we, we on the photo secrets out. Yep. Secrets out. We do uh we do some regular events throughout the year too. We um one of the uh, the more fun things that we do is uh, every December we we provide communication support at the Fayetteville, Arkansas National Cemetery for the Wreaths Across America event, and that is where um, about seven thousand wreaths are laid on the graves of veterans there in the National Cemetery. And because of our ties to a, a certain Fortune One company that's headquartered uh, right up the road from where we live, um, that company sponsors that event, and so we. Uh, 
we kind of stepped up and said, hey, if you need some radio communications, we can, uh, we can do that. So that's an event that's coming up uh, here next month for us. Well, thank you guys yeah, for doing that. That's actually a yeah. real club thing we do, uh, believe it or not. <laughs> well, that's, that's not even satire. Yeah, right. that's real. I mean, we do field day. We do field it day. Actually, then, it actually is pretty cool. And then we've uh, gone to uh, a couple of the islands here on Beaver Lake, which is a, a rather large lake here in northwest Arkansas. And we have uh, activated those islands as part of the U.S. Islands Award program. So, you know, there's some serious stuff that we do with the hobby. And so we uh, we definitely don't let the... You know, the satire and stuff get in the way of us actually uh, being on the radio every now and, and then. So, yeah. So here, here's the million-dollar question. Of course, our, our show here is catered to the new guy or the guy getting into the hobby. Uh, mm-hmm. how, how many Balfang radios do you guys have apiece? Everyone wants uh, to know. Yeah, I have uh, one Balfang and one Yesu handy talkie. And frankly, the Balfang uh, is a better radio, in my opinion. Yeah. So yeah. I, I do. I do have one. Now is that, I've sat- got is one. that satire? Or is that was that real? That's real. That's real. <laughs> I I've got a Balfung, and here's why I bought it is because you, you can just year. accidentally buy them. They're so cheap. Yeah, they just kind of jump in your yeah. cart on Amazon. Yeah. It's well, okay. I guess I bought. Oh, I did buy that. Okay. <laughs> I got from? mine. I think last year, and I got it a week before that Wreaths Across America event last year because I needed um, um, just a, a kind of a smaller. Uh, HT, the one that the, the uh, what, do I, what do I have? I have an old Yesu, and it's just a brick. It's huge. And so it's huge, <laughs> as, uh, as Donald Trump would say. Uh, <laughs> but I got the Baofeng last year. And, man, and like Andy said, man, those are great little rigs. Now, here's the thing, though. Like, we all use, all of us, I think, has a Baofeng. I think even maybe Nathan has a Baofeng now. But Nathan doesn't like new stuff. Oh, that's right. He's got the Nathan old probably stuff. has like a tube handy. He's got talking. the crystal yeah. set. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's, that's Nathan's Nathan style. Nathan's yeah, actually but, the youngest of the group, but he likes the old stuff. It's very, very odd. Very odd child he is. But uh, no, we all have Balfungs, except for Nathan. But we, we have a series of stories on hamhijinks.com about, about the, quote, Chinese-made radios. <laughs> there's, a, there's a whole series of stories on there about that. And, wow. you know, and that's, that's just like a, a, an example of where we kind of pluck something that's uh, from real life, there's so many conversations happening about these quote Chinese radios. Yep. But man, they're great rigs. They the, work fine. The best yeah, thirty dollar radio you can buy. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, the only. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> yeah. we we poke fun at it, but we actually had a, one of our stories was uh, was titled "No One Anywhere Having Good VHF QSOs." It's, it talks actually about a, uh, a, a a club that uh, they all bought these uh, you know these. Uh, Chinese import radios, and they're so impressed with the, the price they paid for them. And then none of them work well enough that they have QSO, so the repeaters basically all go quiet and no one talks to anyone anymore. I remember it's, that one. That's a good one. And we did a recent one where a club all got together and voted that one of the members needed to buy a new radio. They actually had a vote that the, the member needed to buy a new radio because he wasn't able to get into the repeater with the cheap Chinese radio that he had. <laughs> Hey guys, we're having fun here. We're not. But if all you have is a thirty dollar or even twenty six dollar Balfang, welcome to the hobby. We're just That's we're having okay. fun here. Yeah. Right. Hey, you know we they're actually they really are actually pretty good radios. It's fun to make yeah. fun of them because they cost a dollar fifty. Yeah. But they frankly are a heck of a value. Well, you, you know, know uh, when I when I got in, the cheapest one was the Oshin, and it was one hundred and twenty bucks, and I was happy to spend it because I couldn't afford the three hundred dollar Yezu. Yeah, yeah, I bought like a Yesu, uh, uh, I think it's a VX6R or something yeah, like that, yeah. was my uh, first handy talkie, which I pretty much never used anyway. But it actually 
doesn't work anymore. It broke. My Balfon keeps working. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> now, nothing wrong with those things. And if it gets you on the air, then, I mean, go for it, you know? Well, you know, there's I just so many. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I tell people, if someone came to you and said, hey, I'd like to learn how to shoot a gun, and I've got uh, 189 bucks, I'm going to go buy this 22 rifle. No, you can't buy that. You have to buy a thirty alt six Remington seven hundred or something. You wouldn't do that. You'd be like, awesome. We'll get you. Yeah. We'll get you learning. Well, I'm the same way with the Balfongs or Pofong, whatever they're called this week. You know, right. it's thirty bucks. If that's what yeah. it takes to get you, you're gonna. You're probably not going to use it that much anyway. So just buy it, and and yep. get on the air. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if 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 that's your budget, and that's fine, then enjoy it. Yeah. Just whatever it takes to enjoy it. And I guess the one caveat I, I, I have for, for new folks coming into the hobby, thinking about an HT as their first rig is it maybe isn't the most practical all-around rig. Yeah. So you know, if, you, if you do have a little bit more in your budget, you can pick up maybe a used, maybe single-band mobile rig that has a bit more power. That might bring you more enjoyment. Um, but uh, you, can't, you can't beat the little 30-buck, you know, Bofung, Powfung, whatever we, whatever we want to call it, you know, Waxen, um, you know, one of 175 different uh, iterations of basically the same radio. This Buy week, it. Yeah. If, if it works for you, go for it. Absolutely. Speaking of uh, encouraging you guys, uh, I, I believe personally, I have no scientific evidence for most anything I ever say, but particularly this, uh, it seems to me that there's been an influx of new amateur operators in the U.S. in the last two or three years. I have to wonder if we cannot contribute some of that to the fact that they can spend $15 on a test and $30 on a radio and get on the air and join the Kerchunkers or something. Right. Yeah, or form the Kerchunkers. Yeah. You know, that name's still it's, available. It's so out there. Somebody's yeah. going to buy that URL after this show. Uh-huh. Go for it. Go to hostgator.com and enter Photon Podcast, and I'll get the commission or something. <laughs> Do it. Make the Kerchunkers.com. Do so, it for us. So you guys are young. No, I, I definitely agree. Yeah, you guys are young, and um, y'all y'all are there watching the hobby grow in your local area. Do, do you see it growing? Do you have uh, new amateurs on the air? Are you noticing that, or is it just me here in South Carolina? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is Kevin, I, I, and I'll just speak it for myself. I mean, yes, the repeaters – uh, in our area, um, we have a, actually a nice little system where repeaters are linked together mm. across northwest Arkansas. And we hear new people um, quite often. And we have a club, the Hogville Hams, they call themselves here in northwest Arkansas. Uh, On, they, only in Arkansas, Hog. Only hams. in Arkansas, Hog, Hogville, because of the Razorbacks. Go Hogs, go mm. Hogs. Um, so they, they do testing on a regular basis, and they do classes, too, to crank out people. Uh, with uh, various levels of, of licenses, and I think they have done a great job contributing to getting some new people in here. Yeah, you got to get a credit. I mean, that's something, Frank. I mean, actually, everyone in the noise blankers, I believe, is uh, uh, a VEC, right? I think right. Don't we all VECs now? Yeah. So I guess we can, uh, but it's not something we've had time to do. So hey, we got to give props to some, you know, at least locally to us, some of our, you know, more formal quote clubs, and the effort they've done in recruiting and licensing. It's not something we have time for, frankly, ourselves, um, but uh, it's so important and, uh, you know, definitely have to appreciate them for those efforts. Hey, can we talk a minute about how we all became VECs, by the way? Yeah, sure. So, I think so it was he, like a two-hour thing, right? Uh, it might have been less than that. So here we are one afternoon. It was like 11 a.m. Central Time. Gary sends a message on the chat group, and he's like, hey, I'm going to uh, uh, try to become a VEC. And we're all like, what? 
why? Why are you going to do that? And he was like, ah, I'm just going to do it. You know, it's just like, you know, he wanted the wallpaper. Let's be honest. He wanted. He likes wallpaper a lot. He does. <laughs> and so we all said, well, heck, we're going to do that, too. And within about a two hour time frame, don't tell my boss, we had we had stopped working. <laughs> this is a work day, by the way. We had gone online, downloaded the materials, studied for the, you know, the quote unquote exam. Uh, passed the exam, and by that afternoon, we were all VECs. So Congratulations. Don't, don't let bureaucracy stop your ham club from doing cool things, people. Or a also, job. don't think this stuff is hard. Or a job, that's right. <laughs> it was like an hour, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So okay. if you want to do that, I mean, if you want to take an amateur radio license, frankly, you need to study a little bit more than that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's maybe realistically a week of healthy studying. You could probably be a technician. Yeah, Ten hours. If you actually care care about the content, uh, you know, uh, a couple hours a night for a week, and you you could probably take your take your take your uh, your tech test. I mean, I frankly went overboard when I was studying for all of my licenses because I was just I don't know. I, I geek out on this stuff, so I, I just had to know it all, right? I had to, you know, and I I, I literally missed three questions total for all three licenses. Wow. Well, good job. And that man. will. Come out later in life, that would be worth exactly nothing for me. Yeah. But for whatever reason, it was uh, I was gonna do, I was gonna know it. You know, I was gonna I was gonna be good at it. But uh, me, on hey. the other hand, I think I passed by one question. Hey, it, it, it works the same. And right? he gets the same license. But I passed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he had to actually do some code for his license. I did. I did. Oh I was, my god! I became a general when they, when five words per minute was still required, and I just barely got that five words per minute there. So. <laughs> You know, oh, well. I'm, imagine I'm how mad I was. When, imagine how mad I was when they took the code away. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. And I'm wondering. Well, I think it's, I think it's, go ahead. Go ahead, Andy. Yeah, I think that's why a lot of the guys were uh, were upset about the code going away. Not because they actually cared, but because they had to do it. They had to they take the test. Appreciated, and appreciated that threshold. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, mm-hmm. I'm wondering sometimes as that argument t- continues to dwindle, I, I wonder if the uh, the Chinese handy talkie versus the Japanese handy talkie argument will kind of take its place. You know, it kind mm. of feels that way sometimes. You know, you can't buy I think that. It, you know, yeah. I, I think it's already taken its place. I, I I really do. I I haven't heard you know the the disgruntled people talking about no code text in a long time, which is a good thing. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, hey, you know, CW is awesome. If you want to do it, do it. That's fantastic. But I mean, it's gone. It went in what it was two thousand six or something. So. You know, sometimes we have a hard time letting letting go of the past, and I think part of it is amateur radio is so ingrained in the past because even though we have such, you know, fantastic whiz bang, you know, SDRs and awesome radios with extreme noise reduction and you know super low, you know, third order, you know, in, uh, IMD or whatever. Now, the technology, like the, the physics of it, is the same, right? It was yeah. the same in nineteen nineteen. And Still so the we magic had, of radio. Yeah, you know, so I think that we had that connection to the past that is kind of part of our hobby, but it can manifest itself in uh, perhaps negative ways when it comes to stuff like that. I when I got licensed, you know, I was on QRZ.com all the time, you know, reading articles and, you know, people, you know, obviously at that time it was, it was still a, such a heated discussion and here I was a, a no-code general, right, uh, <laughs> that uh, sit down, took, took the tech and the general test in a single setting and didn't know a lick of code, right? So I'm like, uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to say in this argument, <laughs> but I'm going to kind of sit back. And yeah, you know, it's pretty much gone now, which is good. Yeah. It actually makes CW cooler, though. It does. Because you see, like, you know, because we're, we're definitely, uh, you know, uh, Twitter has been huge for, for us in terms of meeting and, and, and relating with people in the amateur radio community across the world, right? Because, you know, we have some friends here locally that are hams, but 
Twitter has been a fantastic way for us to connect with amateur radio operators across the world. And you know, one of the things I noticed, uh, uh, you know, on Twitter a couple of years ago was young hams, you know, quote, no code hams or whatever you want to say, like, like I was, um, are wanting to learn CW because, because they wanted to, not because they had to, or some obligation for a license, but because they were interested in it. Yeah. And that was such a, that was so much of a better reason to actually have that particular segment of the hobby progressed. Well, I've got buddies, you know, that are learning it now that don't have to, uh, but they want to. And I think it's great. I mean, I would, I really wish I could find the time or take the time to to start myself, but, uh, you know, life keeps getting in your way like every 30 seconds. So you just, uh, just a few minutes ago, Andy, you said, um, as a a suggestion for someone new coming into the hobby, maybe a, uh, a used single band base station type mobile radio that they could use in their car or use at home would cause less frustration for them. Probably a lot easier to program as well, but have you guys got any, any other ideas for someone new coming in to help them maybe uh, kind of not maybe take some of the wrong steps you possibly t- took or saw someone else around you take? Well, you know, one thing that just to play off something that Andy said earlier, you know, use, Use social media to your advantage when when you get into the hobby. And like Andy said, you know, Twitter has been tremendous for us, not only kind of for our Noise Blankers brand or our, our hamhijinks.com brand, but for just connecting with other people and getting ideas for how to, to do things in the hobby. Um, and if we think about it, you know, all the newscomers that are coming into the hobby are already there. They're already on social media. So, you know... As, as the old folks in the hobby, you know, we, we should use social media to tap into them. But my, my advice to the newcomers is also use social media to come back this way to us as well and plug in and see what people are doing. Because now you don't have to rely on just going to your local ham club to get advice. Now you can go on social media and find out what somebody is doing across the Atlantic Ocean with ham radio. Yeah, I think it's a that's a great call, Kevin. I know that was that was relevant for me. You know, QRZ early on, and then you know Twitter, QRZ.com early on, and then Twitter later. But uh, you know, oftentimes I've heard a couple of people say, you know, we don't have we don't have Elmers anymore, and I think it's wrong for a couple of reasons. One of them is, well, there literally are classic style Elmers that are still helping people out, uh, you know, in the community. Uh, so it, it does, it's not that it doesn't exist. Maybe it's a little more rare now. But two. You don't necessarily have a Elmer. You have a group of Elmers. Right. You have, you know, your 500 Twitter followers that, what am, you know, how do I match this, this coaxial connector to, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever relatively new question you may have. 500 people there to go, oh, you know what, here's the part you need, or here's what I would do, or here's how to solder on a new one, or, or whatever it may be. So um, I think there's definitely uh, better ways to reach out and connect with people than there ever have been in the amateur radio community. And I think it makes us even more vibrant. Um, you know, not less so. Yeah, yeah. And I guess uh, something else. I, I, I guess I, I've shared or I share with with uh, hams that you know, prospective hams or or, or new hams is uh, don't stop at your tech. Um, so um, I guess I can take myself as an example of that. I knew I wanted to be on HF, right? I knew I knew that was what that was the part of the hobby that that drew me in is this long distance HF communications thing. Um, so I knew I, I had to be there for me, but I find, a, you know, you'll hear a lot of a lot of hams. They'll take their technician's license. You know, they'll get uh, maybe a, a handy talkie or a mobile rig and maybe they'll chat, jump in on the repeater every now and again. 
Um, and, and that's okay. Um, but they don't, they don't end up going much beyond that, probably because then you know, their knowledge becomes a bit more stale. They run out of time. Uh, and then kind of maybe, off, maybe fade away from the hobby a bit or maybe stay there, which is fine. And nothing wrong with a, a technician that's only interested in those things. But I think uh, you know, personally to grow with the hobby, it, it's best if uh, an amateur works toward getting their tech in general very quickly. Because when you're studying for your technician's license, you're already getting some of the basics, right? Mm-hmm. It's already, you're already getting that fresh in your head and top of mind. So why not go ahead and keep that going early on in the process and leverage that studying you're doing to have it all top of mind and get the first two of them done? Because then you have all that spectrum. You have all those options that are opened up to you. And to me, that's tremendously more exciting. And you can buy a lot more cooler gear when you can use it on all those other frequencies. Okay, it's possible that was my reason, too. (laughs) (laughs) I knew there was a little something else in there because, I mean, you were already looking up linears on the Internet trying to figure (laughs) out how you could get on there and say, I had to have some Echo, 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 echo. So what was your CB Uh, handle? Yeah, hola. What was your uh, CB handle, Andy? Can Can you share that with us? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have one. I really didn't. Uh, I didn't use CB much. What do they no. call you? Like Red Jeep Number Five. Come in, I breaker, was just breaker. Andy. <laughs> I, I didn't have like a cool, you know, a cool, powerful radio or whatever. I had my my four watts AM. So yeah. I'm generally talking to like the guy that was 600 yards away from me on the highway, right? Okay. So okay. it wasn't wasn't very glamorous. I I really didn't use it very much, and I frankly didn't know anything about SWR or antennas at the time. So I had. I, what I have to assume was probably a tremendously mismatched poor antenna with effectively no grounding to my vehicle. So the fact that my reception was really poor and I couldn't get out anywhere was not surprising. God, well, it's a miracle you're even here today. Yeah, I don't, so I don't know how. Burned your Jeep to the ground. All right, so uh, you know the, the, the argument for chili is beans or no beans. When mm. it comes to uh, antenna placement on your vehicle, the question is drill or no drill. Which one are you guys? Well, this is Kevin. I've I've got lip mounts uh, does that, that hurt? are, you know, and it does, especially when you're eating like you have to go salsa. to a pro. <laughs> yeah, don't drink orange juice after you freshly get a lip mount. I but uh, I actually found these really cool lip mounts online. They're custom uh, drilled for the model of vehicle that you have, and they they use the a bolt on on the on the like quarter panel of the vehicle. And they're bent at just the right shape to get around the shape of your quarter panel. Um, and so I've got one that fits my, my Toyota. And um, that's what I've, I've always used. Uh, I started off with mag mounts uh, early in, in, in my uh, ham radio career. But um, I really like these lip mounts. So I don't drill. I got you. Andy. Yeah, I, I, don't, uh, I don't care. I'll drill if it, uh, if it works out for me. Um, uh, on my uh, my last Jeep, a uh, 2012 uh, Wrangler Rubicon, I had uh, actually uh, VHF, UHF, and HF uh, in the mobile rig, and so I had all kinds of holes drilled to mount uh, uh, brackets and a uh, sundry uh, a, a remote uh, random wire tuner and some things. Um, so I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I'll do whatever whatever works best. Um, my particular uh, rig, which is a, a Jeep uh, Commander. Um, I actually have a, a lip mount as well, mostly because I couldn't go any higher with my antenna or I couldn't get in my garage. So, uh, you know, going, going to the roof and do a, you know, a, 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 drill, a, a, a drill through uh, uh, um, NMO mount in the roof or something like that would really, is really going to provide the best uh, uh, counterpoise to your actual antenna. So, you know, from a performance perspective, 
middle of the roof of a metal roof, uh, you know, NMO type mount or something like that uh, for VHF, UHF, uh, center mounted in the, in the roof and drilled through is going to be ideal. Um, but even if I did that, I couldn't park in my garage and, hey, I like my car to be warm in the morning. <laughs> yeah, because it's a Jeep and it takes a little while to warm up, right? It can sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to get a, uh, what do they call it? X. Is it the XJ? Is that the uh, the old classic? Sure, sure. Yeah, I'd like, love to have uh, one of those for my kids. The, the Cherokee. Yes, the Cherokee. Cherokee Sport The, the Cherokee Classic. Yes. Those, those, those are, are great vehicles. Are the old uh, four, four liter inline six. Yep. Very nice. Yep, love those things. Awesome. So uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, what's happening out there. Anything special coming up for the holidays? Uh, do you guys uh, do any, any kind of special Christmas, New Year's kind of stuff with your group, or uh, you just kind of hang in with the family at those times? Yeah, I don't know that we have, other than the Reese Across America deal uh, at the National Cemetery, I, I think that's all we've got planned as a, as a group, right, Andy? Yeah, you know, that's the other thing is we don't really plan much. Yeah. Uh, so... So you might just show up somewhere. Exactly. Well, it may be more like, what are you guys doing tomorrow? Yeah. Versus like, hey, on November 17, we're going to get together. and We're not very good about that sometimes. Just get your reflective. You keep your reflective vest um, that says emergency communications (laughs) in your car at all times. Oh, you have to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got that. Well, I mean, in my car, I mean, I'm wearing it right now. (laughs) With with no shirt. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely no shirt. (laughs) Got my vest on. It's how about, plenty. How about you? What do you get? What are you doing for the holiday there? Oh well, it'll be uh, just kids. Uh, I've got yeah. five, so it's uh, it's just a lot of kids, a lot of time. Uh, you know, we just we just had only a, five. Yeah, only five. Yeah, and yeah, I know what happens and what causes that. By the way, I, I get asked that a lot. <laughs> well, <laughs> I I think uh, you know the more kids you have, that just means that uh, you're just uh, building your own ham radio club right there. Yeah, yeah, a club that's not a club. Club. Well, you could form the Kerchunkers, and you'd have more members than the Noise Blankers I've do. I've got the Kerchunkers, brother. Let me tell you, uh, I just bought a <laughs> I just bought a twelve passenger van uh, because my, my my old my two eldest boys are eleven and twelve years old now. So it's um, yeah, they can get that close. Um, we needed some space. Twelve passenger. That's yeah. that's legit. Yeah, I mean, it's like a church bus. You know what I'm saying? So it's I'm uh, messing around. Yeah, that's I bought a lot the, of room for antennas. I bought the biggest ground plane that I could afford. And, and I like it. And then I put my antenna on the front fender mount. So, <laughs> do you wear one of those chauffeur's hats when you're driving it around? I feel like it sometimes. I really, I really, really do. But man, it's you might as well embrace it. You know, I, I look around. I, I'm I'll be 42 in December, and um, I've got uh, five kids, one wife. That's all I've ever had, um, and I'm happy that way. But you know, I've got buddies that are going through these midlife crises. You know, they've got they're buying Mustangs and and those Jeep Rubicon four door, just awesome. You know, and then having the whole thing Rhino lined with twenty inch wheels and thirty six inch tires, just awesome. Oh yeah. You know, and and I'm down there. A pretty good midlife crisis. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm at the Ford dealership, and they've got this you know Boss three hundred two Mustang sitting there, and it's just sick. You know, I mean, it's just it's just dripping, you know, just oozing awesome masculinity. And I, uh, I buy the twelve passenger van, you know. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. No, this is nice. This is really nice. Now, how how big of a van can I get? You can get a fifteen passenger van. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna need more than that. Yeah, yeah. That's the one that's got the extra wind in the back. It's actually twenty two inches longer than the twelve passenger, 
but uh, they're, they're, they actually drive a lot better than you would anticipate. But I've got a big family. Uh, the holidays, Christmas is always a blast down here. And uh, what's really cool is one of the one of the gifts that the, the the older boys are getting this year. We're although I'm in amateur radio and and on the internet and whatever. Uh, we homeschool our kids and we keep them. Um, of course, they're here and we have really poor internet connectivity, so they don't spend any time online. So to to have them, they they kind of start acting like they want to study for their license. So I actually ordered paper flashcards for them for Christmas as a gift. So, you know, when, when, when there's nothing left to give, you buy flashcard amateur radio technician study cards. <laughs> I like <laughs> nice. it. Very nice. Very yeah, nice. You know how hard those things were to find, man? There's only like three companies making them in the world now. And, I was huh. like, and you can't just type in Google. You can't put in Google, you know, ham radio flashcards because you get all these these pictures of these guys in Arkansas without their shirts on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Gosh, wrong flash, you know. Us. Wrong yes. flash. Hey, that that yes. might be a story. Might be a story. Could be. As you were talking That's about exactly the van, how it starts. As you were talking about the van, I thought of something like you know, local ham buys large van to accommodate equipment not the size of his family. <laughs> You know, that's that's how they start. Yeah, right that's how they start. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, we've, we've got just a VHF, UHF rig in there now, but I'm, it, it's a lot of fun. And amateur radio has been really good to me, man. What's kind of funny, we were talking about Elmers a few minutes ago. I've got some great Elmers here locally. Um, and I've got some guys that I've never, probably will never meet ever this side of heaven, like the song went. Um, but, uh, you know, those guys have been so helpful encouraging me to get my license, encouraging me to do my upgrade, encouraging me to do the podcast, you know, uh, helping me make good decisions with a very small budget on what rigs to buy and, you know, to address questions like that. So social media, I'm not, I'm on Facebook and Twitter, but I really enjoy a forum kind of like you guys have privately with your iPhones at the Mexican restaurant sitting across from each other, texting each other. Correct. Um, but, uh, you know, it's like pictures. Yeah. (laughs) Here's, here's my burrito. No, there's my other burrito, you know. So, uh, you know, that, that's, that, is, that is huge. And that's one of the reasons I enjoy doing this podcast is, well, you know, I did some radio and I, I got out of radio and really missed talking to someone that I can't see, you know, just an audience. And uh, that's what I've had so much fun with this show is uh, new guys coming in. I'm not an expert. I'm just, I got, I'm a dumb dude that's made a lot of smart friends in amateur radio. And to be able to help communicate or actually help, put those two people together an audience and smart people or, you know, funny guys from Arkansas too, um, together to help grow this hobby. It's actually been a lot of fun. So that's nice. You know, yeah. that's 40 episodes. I mean, it's who are, I never dreamt that we would still be here, but, uh, well, congratulations yeah. on 40 because, you know, there's been some talk online about a lot of guys getting out of the podcast business, you know, here, here lately, that's been a topic of conversation. So wow. kudos to you for sticking it out. Well, it's, you know, it's a lot of fun and it's, it's great to get to meet people like you two who I've enjoyed your work for years now. And, uh, when, well, when, when we pitched the idea, I thought, man, this would be great. This would be a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> but, 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 you know, but I'm, I like humor. And especially when we're picking at ourselves, I, I just think that's classic. That's that's the best kind of humor when you can laugh at yourself. Well, that's the kind of attitude we need more of in the hobby. You know, we 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 don't need the sticks in the mud. We don't need the people who are against any kind of change. We need people who are open to laughing at themselves because that's how we can uh, 
get everybody to agree on things and move the hobby forward. You know, so we need more of that in ham radio, please. Well, you know, we we're the we're the group of we're the sex subsection of society that that doesn't bathe for like three or four weeks and then right. goes to these indoor avid venues in the wintertime with our coats on and and rent jazzies to drive around with our name tags on our chest. I mean, <laughs> and pocket protectors. And we got our name tag on our hat, too, you know, and. And we're proud of all of those Absolutely. things. All of the above. Absolutely. Yes. That's who we are. So we have to laugh at some of that. I mean. That's right. That's right. We, we have to. Yeah. You, you yeah, would think right. they would like at date and they would start doing like some kind of jazzy rodeo or something. You know, would that be awesome? Hey, that's good. Yeah, well, we actually wrote a story that uh, uh, we actually, Kevin and I went to uh, to Dayton. Was it 2014, Kevin? 14, yeah. Yeah, we went to, uh, to Dayton. We had a good time out there, actually. It was it a was really, really pretty pretty cool event. Yeah. And uh but there, there really was obviously like uh, a, a lot of a lot of amateurs on on scooters, right? Yeah, like you know, electric mobility variety, <laughs> and they had a you know scooter rental there on site and various things. And we came back and wrote a story that they instead of banning scooters or something because they were kind of dangerous sometimes they kind of run you over. That uh, Dayton was going to move to an all scooter attendance, <laughs> so you had to have a scooter to attend whether you needed one or not. So, uh huh. That is awesome. Uh, that is awesome. Ham fests have always been like the the best topic for for hamhijinks.com. You know, we talk about the we even talk about the uh, the wives who created candles to sell at Hamfest as an excuse to be able to join their husband to this crazy event. Yeah, so. you know their husband drags him along and then a bunch of crazy, you know, weird guys there talking about you know, high frequency, you know, transmitters and linear amplifiers, and they have to get away from it. So they set up a doily table or something, you know, and <laughs> no one buys it, but it's like they have a reason to go, a reason to do it. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Guys, I've really, really enjoyed having you on the program. It's been a lot of fun. I'm glad we were finally able to get it done. And thank you for your perseverance. I mean, I, it was just, uh, you know, everybody's life and getting, you know, two people together is tough, but getting three together. Uh, especially in two two different time zones has has been uh, the challenge, but man, it's been a lot of fun. We've really really enjoyed having you on, and and would love to to bring you guys back again. We just did a show a few weeks ago about uh, about the spectrum and learning mm-hmm. about listening. What else there is to listen to, and uh, we're we're going to do a show in the very near future regarding some scanners, uh, which is kind of a hey hey a, a, a small passion of mine. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. and I like digital mode stuff as well. Um, so, and, and then, you know, we do the, the geeky shows too, where I don't even come on the show. I'm just like, okay, you two are smarter than me. So y'all go talk about this and I'll just (laughs) post produce it because I'm only going to get in the way with my uhs and huhs and what, and, uh, you know, so (laughs) I'm going to need more details on that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We'll spend more time answering my questions than we will recording the entire program. So you know. Now we'd love to uh, to join you again sometime. And if yeah, it was any, fun. If there are any Arkansas hams that are listening right now, look, look for us soon because we're going to be talking about redesigning the amateur radio license plate in Arkansas. We're going to get this done. So wow. we're going to need all the Arkansas hams to tune in and and uh, help us with this effort. So look for that coming soon. Before we go, uh, give me your two websites again. And uh, so and, and if you want to put your tw- Twitter handles out there, if you're on Facebook, just just take a big dump right here on us with all of your social media stuff <laughs> oh my gosh andy we how many twitter handles do we have between the four or five we've got like 20 twitter handles i think well let's see here there's all of our personal ones right we have a whole bunch of uh, 
I have a I have like seven or something. But what what matters right now is that every <laughs> one of the club members has their own call sign yeah. as a Twitter handle. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you know K five K A C Nathan W B zero R U R Gary K five K V N Kevin K five P O myself. You can also find the club's uh, Twitter handle at W R five P. You can find Ham Hijinks at at Ham Hijinks, um, and that's just Twitter. Um, you know, we also have a Facebook group um, that is uh, the Ultimate Radio Discussion. It's not really about uh, Ham Hijinks or anything like that. It was just, I guess, we felt like we needed yet another place to, to right. yammer on about radio. And then, uh, of course, we have uh, the websites as well, KVN. Yeah, the websites uh, are no, our club uh, site is noiseblankers.com. And then, of course, our Ham Radio Satire News site is hamhijinks.com. That's ham, H I J I N K S.com. So appreciate everybody uh, clicking on those. And we'll have all that in the. Uh in in the uh, the show notes in All case you in case you couldn't get their uh, their very nice midwestern accents there, I have to put <laughs> stuff in writing because people can't understand sometimes what I say if they're from the you know the far left or the the upper upper north here, but uh, we we try to help them out with using regular English when we type you know there so, you go. yeah. Yeah, we're Arkansas guys, but you can't really tell where we're from sometimes. No, so. it's uh, it's not an Arkansas accent. I, I've been through there once. I flew into the capital one time on my way to Tyler, Texas, years ago. It was about a 15-minute layover, so I didn't get to see much. Yeah, did you run into Bill Clinton when you were there? I, he was, he was actually in office, and uh, I, we flew over the Capitol building as we were coming in. And I saw some chick leaving in a blue dress. I don't know what was going on. So. Oh, I, I love, you knew what was going on. I love ham radio. Ham radio is awesome. That's my worst Bill Clinton impersonation right there. <laughs> wasn't that bad, Kevin? It was. It was. You know, it was better than some. <laughs> so, guys, thank you again. It, it's been a lot of fun. We we want to have you back in. And and one thing I, I just I thought about just a second ago and wanted to mention. You said that Gary in your group that's not a club was the uh, the the DX chaser. And he's the yeah, one. With, he's yeah. the, got the biggest call of all of you. You we, know what? Yeah. We, we berate him about that from time to time. We sure that do. was a mouthful. We, 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 li- we live in five country, right? Yeah. But Gary uh, grew up in, I believe it was Lebanon, Missouri. Is that right, Kevin? That's right. Yeah. And uh, so obviously a zero call is, and he's been licensed since I think it was 1976, if I recall. Wow, yeah. Three. Um, and uh, so so Gary uh, uh, is our definitely our most experienced DXer. He's the most accomplished DXer. Uh, and most accomplished contester, but uh, he he keeps the WB zero RUR I think as an homage to his uh, to his youth because that was a that was an issued call many a year ago. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Warner Brothers doesn't, that doesn't hold him back. Yeah. So when he comes over to your house, he's like, so can I uh, can I contest for your call this afternoon? <laughs> That's why we have WR five P. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fantastic, guys. Well, thank you again, and uh, we'll have you on really, really soon. This has been a lot of fun, and want to bring you back in. Guys, don't forget to check out their website. you got noiseblankers.com along with hamhijinks.com. They'll be listed there in the show notes along with probably some of the pictures from the folks down there, or over there, I should say, in northwest Arkansas. We'll, we'll try to make sure everybody has their shirt on, and uh, don't know if we can we can handle it with the other way. Good so. luck. Yeah. Yeah. Shirts and shoes required, y'all. Got to eat at the Golden. You have to wear shirts and shoes at the Golden Corral, so surely we can find some some eating. Not pictures. ours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bubba Clinton rolled that out when he was in the state house, I guess. 
That's right. Not uh, a rule down here. Yeah, I hear you. Hey, I hear you. Appreciate you having us. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you both for coming on. Thank you again to Andy and Kevin, both of the Noise Blankers. You can find them at hamhijinks.com or noiseblankers.com. That's Kilo 5 Papa Oscar and Kilo 5 Kilo Whiskey November. Love it, guys. Thank you so much for being on. Can't wait to have you back with us again soon. Hey, before I go, I've got two very, actually three very special thank yous. Kilo Charlie 1, Echo Lima Delta. Sent me an email and said, Kel, you were in episode 39 and you got all the way to the VHF, UHF stuff and you never said it and you kept going, I'm a new tech and I'm really wanting to buy something. (laughs) I went back and sure enough, I had left an entire segment out of the program. So if you listen to it within the first two or three hours of its posting, you might have missed that segment. It's put back in there. It's a part of the program now. If you need to re-download or check it again, it's... uh, I don't know, it's about 45 minutes into the show. You can pick it up right there and listen to that segment if you're interested and missed it the last time through. So again, thank you, Kilo Charlie 1, Echo Lima Delta. Also, uh, Douglas Libio and Brett Smith, who is Kilo Echo Zero, Echo Whiskey Yankee. Uh, Both of those guys decided to come on and support the program this month. Thank you very much for your donation there on PayPal. We look forward to continuing to serve you and the amateur radio community. So thank you both, gentlemen. We appreciate your gift, and we're going to put it to good use here on the farm, making the Photon Podcast. Now, it's Christmas time. It's so close. Don't forget, if it snows, it's free at MTC, as well as checking out all we have to offer at itsphotime.com or photonpodcast.com. Also, don't forget to review the show, to subscribe to the show, to make sure you share it with someone, especially this one. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> I love this show. It's a lot of, lot of great fun with Andy and Kevin. Thank you again to those guys. But anyway, we'll be back the next time. It'll be a surprise for me, too, because we haven't even decided what we're going to do. But thank you so much. God bless you guys. 73. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening, downloading, and subscribing to Photime, the other ham radio podcast, presented by mtcradio.com. To subscribe, comment, share, or review, visit our show site at photimepodcast.com. Till next time, 73, y'all.